Hello and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, a whole lot of crime, although we're still international this week. Yes. So, yes. So, we are in Australia this week. Which, you know, since it started as a penal colony, as a lot of people know, seems really appropriate that they have a whole lot of great crime stories. Whole lot of great crime stories. Holy Were cow, you dying? I was. So, I kind of knew, because I would mentioned before on here that I love, you know, I kind of got started listening to true crime podcasts through My Favorite Murder, mm-hmm. and they've done several Australian cases and often remarked at <laughs> how many there are that right. are just freaking amazing so yeah well hang on before we jump into this mm-hmm. we have a little bit of local news that you and i have not discussed yet okay the daycare <gasps> okay so I know. for those of you who are in mountain home or are from here that still follow mm-hmm. local pages you will have, will have seen this for those of you that are not we just had a man arrested. A 35-year-old man. A 35-year-old man, what, three days ago? Yeah, I think so. Maybe now. Wednesday? A couple I think days. it was on Wednesday. Yeah. It was probably three or four days ago. And he was arrested for lewd conduct with a minor. Now, this man, I'm kind of confused on how he is. So, I know his, his mom mother, owns one of the daycares His here mother town. owned the daycare that he was working at. See, I have heard different things about him actually being an employee or him just being, like, a helper. Okay. So, I'm not really sure. But either way, he was there. Right. Working with the children. And, you know, Idaho was very slow to require that daycares, all daycares, if they had above a certain number of kids had to be licensed and all of that. Mm-hmm. So this place has been shut down. They've Officially, lost, yeah, yeah the they lost their license. Shut them down yesterday, day before yesterday. I think so, yeah. So, but the thing is that first of all, it's disgusting. Um the there have been so many people who have come forward with their own stories of this daycare and I don't know if they just never like went and reported it or they didn't have any they didn't have any proof that anything happened right. they just were very uncomfortable with him or shit like that yeah and and here's here's the flip side of that too and so you know of course I've seen tons of remarks of you know should have known with a 35 year old man working at a daycare and can I just say that's bullshit because the, thank you the daycare that my son went to had a man working there, and right. that's who worked with my son and, and young, his age group. And young children need nurturing male adult figures just as much as they need nurturing female. And we need to get past this sexist bullshit. And I'm glad you just burst out with that word. But at the same time, I would be lying if, if I said that when I was looking at daycares for my son, it did not make me a little uncomfortable that there was a man working at the daycare. It did. But then I was like, well, that is like my own, that's like the only. Right. And you know, and that's, and that's a sad, sad commentary on society Mm -hmm. in general that we need to work on. But like, you know, as you said, it's also, and I don't know, I want to know like some of the other violations, not just with that, but, you know, because all employees have to have background checks. And it sounds like there was maybe some shadiness here. Well, he had previous convictions. Okay. He had a... Um, so he should not have been there in any capacity, period, end of story. Exactly. Because he did have a previous charge of um, 
I don't harm to a child. Causing oh my harm god, to a child. are you yes. kidding? And uh, a battery charge that was the words not coming to my mind. So anyway, there An was enhanced battery. So charge. yeah, so this I mean, aside of whether or not he's guilty of this particular thing, you mm-hmm. know, innocent until proven guilty, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. This was some serious violation going on yes. because he should not have been there. Period. The end. Exactly. So okay. his previous convictions, I took a screenshot of it because I knew we were going to talk about <laughs> it, and now I just have to find it. So he was previously convicted of um, enhancement, domestic battery, and injury to a child. Okay. So that on top of this new thing. That yeah. He was so like, well, like for. I said, just end of story. He should never have been allowed there at all exactly. because they, she's in violation of what she agreed to exactly as a licensed daycare provider, and shame on her. Right. Period. End of story. Right. You know, so... And... And, you know, and you said other people. I wish people would be more vocal about some of the... And I know, say, after what I just went on my rant about, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I probably seem like the world's biggest hypocrite. But if you have concerns about something like that, I think you do need to vocalize them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that there's that whole shenanigans that is going on yeah. in town, and the state did officially shut them down. I believe Good. it was the day after he got arrested. Yeah. Um. Well, the daycare didn't report his arrest. Well, it's his mom who owned it, and like I said, this is you know it's despicable on many levels. I mean, the right. more we're getting into this, and I have to confess that. I knew what had happened. You know, I saw that his arrest, I saw that they were shut down, but I didn't do any research like you've done. Just oh, because. I read every single comment oh. on every single different page <laughs> that it was posted on until yesterday. Somebody had posted one and they're like, I don't know if this has been shared or not. And it was literally like five <laughs> other people directly above them had shared it and then yeah. like two below. I'm like, you, you really think that really? nobody has seen this yet? No kidding. But... Okay. But despicable. For real. Okay, now I need to know, you never told me what your case was. I know. And I found a case that I didn't do, but I figured you would enjoy it, even okay. though I didn't send it to you. All right. Um, and I just want to make sure it's not yours. Okay. Um, his name is John Macon. Not my case. Great. So I found another baby farmer. So did I. And I almost did the baby farmer case. Like, just that the there wasn't a lot of information on it. And I was just like, yeah. I don't want to do that again. Because it was, and I honestly feel like I will owe everybody an apology <laughs> for my, no, for my last case, the one that I did. The ogress. Yeah, the, the ogre, baby Yeah, farmer. the baby farmer. I just feel like I was all over on that case. And I just wasn't. I, I was listening to it and I was just appalled because I was like, I didn't do a very good job preparing that one, but my timeline was crazy and <laughs> I don't know what the hell was wrong with me. And maybe it was just because it was so upsetting. I don't know. I but... don't know, but I feel like I've I've never heard of a lot of baby farmer yeah. cases yeah, before. And, like and I... then you did yours last week and then I'm scrolling through Murderpedia and I found another one. I'm like, why is this such a yeah. big thing? Well, and when I started doing my Australia cases, that was one of the first ones uh-huh. that popped up and I was like, no, no, Can't not, do it no. again. Mm-mm. Not again. Nope. I did like my Yorkshire witch, though. Yeah, me too. I want to, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, I'm a witch, bitches. <laughs> That's like in my new saying. I really like that. Well, and Cheryl, she's so funny. She's like, how did I not know there was a, 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 female. a female version of ogre? ogre. <laughs> but, okay, that is enough chit-chat because okay. I'm, I got, was late today, so we got to get on That's this. Right. 
And so you are going first per, okay. we're back to our regularly yes. scheduled programming. Yes. And so? So I am doing Martha Needle, a.k.a. the Black Widow of Richmond. Ooh. Yes. Although, this is another one of my historical cases. Okay. And I think there's more than meets the eye to this case. Okay. Okay, so we'll just leave it at that. So, Martha is one of four women to be executed by hanging at the old Melbourne Gowl. So, Australia was not shy, just like England wasn't at the time of hanging women okay. who were criminals. And she probably did deserve it. Let me just say that up front. However, there's a weird, like I said, mix going on here. Okay. So, Martha is born April 9th. 1863 in Morgan, South Australia. Okay. And I looked at s several sources for this case, which, <clears throat> you know, I which made me happy with myself <laughs> because I always feel like the more sources I look at, the better, you know, research I'm doing. However, as is so often the case with my historical ones like this it also leaves me super frustrated uh, and it, i feel like i've also gotten to the same point where it's like while you do get more information while you're looking at so yes. many different sources you also come to the conclusion you realize that all of the sources say different things yes it and there's so, so much conflict confusing. Yes. yes and i'm just like okay like and you know we don't have the time to read books and you know get really really deep into it so this was really frustrating because so, when I first read, it just said her father died when she was very young, right? End of story. Then, some of my other sources claimed that her mother left her father when she was two months pregnant with Martha after accusing him of trying to poison her and that they had had a very conflict-violence-filled relationship, okay. okay? So, just keep that in the background, simmering. In any case, whatever the case is, when Martha is seven, her mother remarries in 1870, a man named Daniel Foran, and they have two more children together. Okay. And also, I guess that it sounded like uh, when Martha's dad was married to her mother, I guess they had six children together, but only three survived, Martha okay. and two others. Um. Martha's mother and her stepfather are very, very poor. They are both alcoholics, and it's a violent marriage filled with abuse both of each other and of the children. They live in a two-room house in North Adelaide, and there are multiple accounts, and this is not in dispute, that Martha was badly abused oh. and that her stepfather raped her. Sad. And when she was 13, he was actually jailed and then given two years hard labor for what was termed an indecent assault of Martha. So he molested or He raped her. Yeah. He yeah. Raped her. And my guess would be, of course, that was not the first time <clears throat> that that had happened to her. Her mother does not seem to have been supportive in any way, shape, or form. 
basically she's abandoned and she is forced to work as a housekeeper at the age. Some accounts said 12, said some 13, but right around that time. And it just sounds like after that, you know, she's on her own. That sucks. Yeah. That's sad. And there are multiple accounts as well as she grows up that she had violent outbursts, a less than stable personality in many ways, which would make sense given all of this early trauma. She's also incredibly beautiful. If you look her up, there's a, a photograph that floats around quite a bit of her standing there in a black proper dress. And I mean, she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And this seems to have worked for her for a while. At the age of 18, in 1882, she marries a man named Harry Needle, who works as a carpenter and is somewhat older than she. And at first, it seems like they had a happy, stable relationship, and that this was kind of a good thing. She is really pretty. Sorry, I just Googled yeah. the picture. I mean, yeah, she's... you'll have to post it. Yeah, she was just gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um... A woman named Dr. Samantha Badams has written a book about her called The Secret Art of Poisoning, so you get a feeling for where this is going, The True Crimes of Martha Needle. And in it she says, quote, This is a cautionary tale. A century on, we are still not properly addressing the role of family and domestic violence in crime. And the treatment of mental health in the legal system is lacking. And I would have to say that Martha's case in particular makes this true, yeah. you know, is a, is a good case study of this. So as we said, you know, she does manage <clears throat> to find at least a short period of time of happiness with Henry. However, it doesn't last for very long. They have three daughters fairly quickly, and he very quickly devolves into being jealous of her, her beauty, of course. And she, even though people said that, you know, she could be strange and difficult, she also seems to have also had a very pleasant personality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she was one of these people that when people first met her, they did respond very positively. Over time, I'm sure some of the, you know, again, the trauma that she'd had came out in less than pleasant ways. Um, in any case, he does start beating her, and some of the sources said he would even use planks of wood. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, this was brutal. Um, like I said, they had three children, all girls. In 1882, their daughter Mabel was born. The very next year in 1883, Elsie. And then in 1886, they had their final daughter, May. And... It sounds like they moved around quite a bit, but they ended up settling in Richmond, which is where she gets her nickname, uh, which is a suburb of Melbourne, which okay. is a, quite a large yeah. city, right? Um, and like we said, you know, things are not going well, and then they get worse. On the 23rd of February, 1885, Mabel, who had just turned three, dies after a short illness. And at the time, of course, this wasn't unusual. Young children died all the time. Um, there was an infectious illness in the area, and nobody 
found it suspicious at all, Martha told the local doctor that Mabel just seemed to fade. And they must have been fairly poor at the time because one of the sources said that Mabel was buried in a mass grave. This is also, I think, going... You're going to see a reflection of this later yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. That's also sad, though. Like is it? I know. Isn't that just awful? I know. I hate it. So four more years pass, and again, you know, I didn't find a lot of information, but I'm going to assume not very happily, given right. that, right, their relationship had already devolved, when Henry suddenly gets ill and begins vomiting constantly. And here's where, again, my sources were so frustrating. So one said that he refused to eat. He would only accept brandy and milk concoction that was made by Martha. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> my stomach just turned thinking about it. That is disgusting. Oh. Another okay. source claimed that... Um, he did, in fact, try to eat, but he couldn't keep anything down. And whenever Martha approached him with food, he'd knock it out of her hand and refuse to take it. So I thought that was weird that there was mm -hmm. such a wide... And I don't, I'm going to guess that was taken from testimony at trial, just mm -hmm. because, you know, there are such extremes. In any case, three weeks after falling ill, he dies on the 4th of October, 1889. And... The cause of death was listed by the doctor as, quote, subacute hepatitis, enteric fever, and exhaustion from not taking enough nourishment, end quote. Which I thought, that's a lot to put on a death certificate. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> now, when Henry dies, there is some life insurance. Oh, of course there is. There's yes. always life insurance when someone dies. Right. And so Martha gets, I get, I from most of the things I read, around 60 pounds. I guess the total was 200 pounds. She gets about 60 or whatever. And then the rest was put into a trust for her two other daughters. Okay. Okay. And so he dies, like we said, in 1889. And in a little over a year later, six-year-old Elsie gets sick. And again, her illness lasts around three weeks. She dies on the 9th of December, 1890. And the following year, just one month away from her fifth birthday, May, her final daughter, also becomes ill and dies on the 27th of August, 1891. Sad. Yeah. Now, after the death of e deaths of each of her daughters, uh, Martha got their share of the trust from the life insurance. And she used all of that money to bury Elsie and May along with their father, Henry, who had already been buried. And she made them, I guess, this pr spent almost all of that money to create quite an elaborate grave, which she visited all the time. So now I'm confused because she, I'm assuming she killed them. She poisoned them and killed them all. Right. Even though you haven't come out and said it, it just kind of like pieces fall into exactly. place. Exactly. But why is she spending all of the insurance money 
For a grave. For a grave. Because normally in cases like these, when people are murdered for the insurance money, it's so that they can pocket the insurance. Right. It's, it's insurance yeah. fraud. Exactly. So, so this is confusing. Keep this, okay? And she even has a metal plaque made on which are written the words, Little lips that murmured mama, still and silent now are they. Tiny feet no longer patter, hushed forever neath the clay. And one of the sources claimed those were written by Martha herself. And like you said, on the face of it, you're thinking, all right, she poisoned them mm-hmm. for the money. Mm-hmm. But then why does she use all the money for this elaborate grave? Exactly. So maybe, so now we're, now there's another reason behind the killing. Well, and in addition, while those girls were sick and clear back to when her first daughter was ill and died, everybody said she was a devoted, caring, loving mother. Yeah, they also said that about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So. <laughs> yeah. You just caught on to something. Oh! Did I solve the case? A little bit. Yeah. So that seems to be a part of it, that she probably suffered Munchausen's by proxy syndrome and that with her daughters. And so with her three children, her actions are a fairly, when you look at the way she acted, the way she handled everything, the elaborate grave after, that she was probably a textbook case of Munchausen's by proxy syndrome. Uh. And that was one of the conclusions that the woman, Dr. Elizabeth Sams, that she came to in her book. However, when it comes to her husband, Henry, possibly there was a part of that playing in, but given the violence and the abuse in their relationship, her poisoning of him probably had, yes. Also, like, justified in my book. You right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If, if you're, if you're going to beat the shit out of your significant other, they have every right to fucking kill you well, for it. Well, and when you <laughs> throw in the abuse that she suffered at the hands of her own mother mm-hmm. and the rape and the sexual abuse from her stepfather, you know, and then she gets this little bit of respite and has a happy time and then Henry starts beating her, you know, you probably have a good dose of PTSD thrown in here. She probably had some sort of another behavior, uh, you know, disorder mm-hmm. or something going on. So, she, you know, she is the, the widow and the grieving mother. And then around 1892, she is again hired as a housekeeper by Otto and Louis Junkin. Now, um, Otto Junkin, I think, is fairly well known in Australia. He ends up being one of the founders of a very successful uh, building empire, the Hanson Junkin Building Empire. So um, Otto and Louis have a lot of money, okay? Louis or Louis, I'm not sure which pronunciation he used. So she goes to work as their housekeeper and in 1892, and within a fairly short amount of time, she and Otto are engaged. And his family does not like this. Okay, so part of it, obviously, is the class distinction, yeah. right? Um, you know, that they're fairly wealthy, you know, have some money building this building she's empire. The help. And she, yeah, she's the housekeeper, beautiful as she is. And... Um, so the family doesn't like it, and Louis dies, gets sick and dies. 
Surprise, surprise. Supposedly of typhoid, okay? Now, Otto and Louis have another brother named Herman, who also is not fond of this whole relationship. And one of the complaints against her is that she has, I guess, a little bit of a temper that, you know, she will sometimes just act out, you know, whatever. Um, and Herman starts to complain, and guess what? He dies. No, but oh. <laughs> he does get very, very ill after drinking some tea. That she made him. And he vomits, and his doctor is suspicious and tests the vomit. And there is poison in it. And finds arsenic. So Herman then goes to the police, shares those suspicions, and they come up with a plan. So the next time that he drinks tea prepared by Martha, he immediately blows a whistle. I guess they had the cops just like waiting for her to make him some tea and for him to drink it. Like this whole thing would be a great like movie. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me. So he drinks the tea. It's very bitter. He blows the whistle immediately. Police rush in, grab the tea and take it in. Government labs find enough arsenic. One source said to kill five people. Another source said to kill 20. So either way, for overkill. Well, she probably had to like boost up the dose because she already tried it once and it failed. <laughs> exactly. So she's like, shit, got to give him yeah. more. <laughs> so of course, Martha is immediately arrested. And Louis, Henry, and the children are all exhumed. I'm assuming not Mabel. Like we said, since Mabel was buried in a mass grave, I'm assuming it's just the big fancy grave that, where people are exhumed. And all of them, except Elsie, are found to have fatal levels of arsenic. Because, you know, arsenic stays in the corpse. Elsie's level, though, was described as being infinitesimal. So, I'm also not sure... What does that mean? Infinitesimal means that it's just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. So, I wonder about that one. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um... Did she actually poison Elsie? Did, you know, something else happen? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, there was a very popular brand of rat poison called Rough on Rats. <laughs> Rough on people too, apparently. <laughs> <Yes>. Damn. <laughs> and its tagline was putting your cat out of employment. And here's the great thing about that. This is not the first time that Rough on Rats was used on people. There were other women who had actually used it and also murdered people. Oh Kaylin's dying gosh. here, by the way. Oh, goodness. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> no, I was cracking up when I read that. I was just like, oh. But anyway, um, anyway, so at her trial, like we said, there was testimony that she was, in fact, a very loving, nurturing mother. And even though there were other reports that she definitely exhibited signs of mental illness throughout her life. Mm -hmm. That seems to be a constant. So, and that's where the idea that she probably had mentions by, by proxy. But if you, if any of you are interested in it, Munchausen's, there are some conflicting theories on whether it is actually a mental illness. Right. Uh, Dr. Phil, I love him. Sorry. <laughs> he, 
he did a podcast specifically on Gypsy Rose, and he went into a little more depth about mm-hmm. why he believes that it's not that it's a nonsense. mental illness, uh-huh. that it is just another form of abuse, mm-hmm. which I, I... Which I can believe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, I... I know that we like to use the term mental illness for anything that's not quote-unquote normal. normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? Like, people try to claim that racism is a form of mental illness. And uh, honestly, no, there's, there's you know, anything fuck. like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, for me, the problem with that is that, for me, the defining line is that just like with... Uh, you know, diabetes or cancer or what, you know, anything that we're going to call an illness, it's something you can't help. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's something that happens to you. It's a malfunctioning in the body of some sort. And I would apply that same mentality, I guess, to anything we're going to call a mental illness. Does that make sense? To an extent, yeah. To an extent. Yeah. And, you know, whereas, and it seems like with some things, you know, where if... I don't know how to say this, but it, Munchausen's just seems to me too. I, I'm leery about the mental illness mm-hmm. side of it. To me, it seems like I'm an attention whore. Maybe you have a narcissistic personality disorder, mm-hmm. and this is a way of feeding that. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's, I don't know, it, it is hard to explain mm-hmm. the thought process of it because I think that. Dr. Phil has a very good point on the fact that, like, it is just another form of abuse mm-hmm. and that it has just been passed on, pa- passed on as, like, a mental illness for right. so long. Yeah. And, of course, Dr. Phil is not a psychologist. His degree is not in psychology. We need to make sure we throw that out there, but... He... No. No. He has no degrees in psychology. psychology. No. Yes. No. Glory, are we about okay. to fight over this? Yes, we're going to have to fight about this. <laughs> Dr. Like, Phil has no degrees in psychology. We're, we're looking this we up, are. people. Yes. So Phil. what do I want to look? Dr. Phil? I'm Dr. Okay. Phil degrees is okay. what I'm looking up. Yeah. It, I, no, none. I, I'm 99 Okay. Oh, he has a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in experimental psych... Oh. And a PhD in clinical psychology. What the hell? I swear to God. Boom. I was right. Okay. Now I'm done because I swear to God that I had read... So, okay. I'm wrong. I'm so wrong. So, okay. So, I'm this so might be where you might be confused. Okay. So... He does have a doctorate in psychology, but he is not a licensed psychologist. Okay, that was the deal. Yes. Thank you. You're okay. So he does have degrees, so he does yes. know what he's talking about. He just doesn't. Sorry, people. Yeah. Sorry, Dr. Phil. Don't sue me. Okay, so <laughs> do not bash him with Dr. Phil. <laughs> well, and I, I, I have my fondness for I Dr. Lo- Phil. I as love well. Dr. Phil. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So anyway, sorry. Know. So, anyway, yeah. So, anyway, the Munchausen's by proxy. We're not convinced necessarily one hundred percent. There's there's some still le- some yeah. some back and forth. There's okay. Still yeah. All right. So of course she is brought to trial fairly quickly. Throughout the trial, like we said, loving nurturing mother. Um, although that doesn't play in with the murder of her husband and Otto's brothers. You know that the one that she does murder and the one she tries to. That in well, no way so, could apply to those. No, so no. the husband is clearly because he was abusing yes. the shit out of her. Yeah. 
Um, the first brother that she killed was because he didn't agree with the, the marriage. And then the right. other one would have been the same yeah. one. And in fact, they even said like with the first brother, he had expressed displeasure with the engagement. He got very ill. Then he started being like, oh, well, maybe they are a good couple. He got better. And then he, when he start- flipped mm-hmm. again. She- oh, I yes. see. In any case, her trial only lasts for three days. It's an all-male jury, of course, of given course. the time period. Um, throughout, she does claim her innocence. But despite that, she is, of course, found guilty. And on the 22nd of October, 1894, the age of 31, she is hanged. And before she is executed, they did ask her when they brought her, like I guess in um, uh, Australia, the went before when women were executed, they had to wear like a special bonnet and it had uh, like a veil that would cover their face, you know, so people couldn't see. And they did ask her if she had any final words and she just said, I have nothing to say. And as crazy as this story is, Dr. Battams, the one who wrote the book about her, um, discovered it by accident. So she's not, she wasn't at least particularly famous or well-known in Australia. Dr. Battams had been asked by a family member to do some historical research about their family. While she was doing that, she came across the case of a guy named Alexander Lee, who had murdered his wife and three of his seven children with strychnine in the 1920s, about 30 years after the execution of Martha Needle. He was Martha Needle's nephew. What? What a fucking plot twist. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. I loved that. That's fantastic. I mean, like, in a bad way, but, like, yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> so maybe murder or <laughs> wanting to murder people with poisoning is genetic. Maybe it's it's, a not, genetic it's trait. not a mental illness. It's, it's a genetic trait. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that crazy? That is insane. I, I knew you'd love that. I did. I did love that. That was, yeah. And that's my Australian case. Nice fucking plot twist there. I know. That was a good one. Thank you. I thought you'd like it. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna like mine, but I also think you're gonna hate mine. It's gonna. You're gonna. It's gonna be like a love hate relationship. Okay. Because it's a very interesting case, mm-hmm. but surprise, it's a cold case again. Oh, damn it! But stab me with my pen. <laughs> there are there's there's some there's a lot of interesting things that go okay. on with this case. It All was right. one of those that I was like. Hmm. Well, that's how this one is too. Like I said, I mean, there's so much here. You definitely have a victim of horrendous abuse who like, you know, you you don't even care that she killed her husband. You're like, yeah, go for it, baby. You don't, yeah. yeah. If if you're going to beat the shit out of your significant other, expect to have something done back. Yeah. And I mean, what choice does she have either at that time? Do you know what I mean? That kind of goes back to our Alaska case Mm -hmm. because she ended up getting acquitted because it was a justifiable homicide. And I mean, and there's a, you know, everyone like, all of the sources just naturally assume that she murdered Mabel and murdered Elsie. And there's reason to doubt both of those. I mean, we don't really know with Mabel because, you know, but it seems odd to me that she would have murdered Mabel before her husband. Right. Does that make sense? Right. And so I'm also, I don't know. I, I just, I have doubts. Yeah. 
But and I mean, people are gonna get pushed and pushed and pushed until they fucking snap. Mm-hmm. And when they snap, they're gonna fucking kill somebody. Yeah, and it just seems very easy to claim that um, this happened. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the, that that they would take. Okay, she poisoned these men, obviously. Yeah, and maybe also throw that onto the kids. But I don't know. I think. I don't know. The killing of the children is very strange to me, and I'm I'm a little confused by it. Well, and especially with the money aspect. Exactly. And then all of the money being spent on this huge elaborate grave. Exactly, because she didn't get anything out I of know. it. I know, but it's also odd that she would have had the two girls. So Henry dies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she had, you know, he had a decent grave. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. She had had him buried. And then she pays the extra to have the girls buried with With him, him, which is also kind of a strange thing. So I'm wondering if maybe, was it ever talked about him being abusive with the children or just There was nothing, just with her. There was nothing. So maybe, and I don't know, this is just part of me that's like trying Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. Maybe he was a great fucking dad. And maybe he loved his girls and his girls loved him. He was just an abusive piece of shit to her. You know what I mean? Maybe that's it. And she's like, they deserve to be with each other. Right. Or, and this plays back to the Munchausen by proxy, that thing, because there were also some photographs that she had taken after these deaths of her as the grieving widow that also plays into... Do you know what I'm saying? That yeah. this was a way of saying to the world, so she got all the attention while she was nursing them and they were sick. And this is a way of keeping that going because she's got this big elaborate tomb. So when she goes to she's visit... She's still the perfect wife and the perfect mother, mother and, and she's just grieving. And people and, are going to see her and it just plays yeah. into that fantasy. Does yeah, that make sense? That, so. make, that makes more sense than yeah. him being a good dad, yeah. let's be honest. And I'm sorry, I just don't believe it that if you abuse your spouse you're that you're a good parent. The yeah, yeah, I agree. So. Anyway, that's my Australian case. We're going to do yours next time. I'm excited, although I feel like I'm going to be freaking out a lot. No, I I don't think so. I I do think that with it being a cold case, it's going to piss you off. Okay. Um, But there's a lot of things in this case because as we go, as we look at the cases that we've already covered, I feel like there are a lot of similarities because there's only so much, there's so many ways to murder people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it does start to get very repetitive, but I think... This is this case has a lot of things that we've never talked about on our podcast yet. Before. Ooh, okay. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. All right. Well, so if you are listening on an Apple product, make sure you go onto your Apple podcast and rate and review us. It helps us out a lot. It helps other people who are not familiar with you and I personally or anybody that listens. It helps other people find us, which is fun. Um, make sure you go check out our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook and you can join our Facebook discussion group. If you have any suggestions, you can either message our Facebook page or email us at stateofcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's it. So until Thursday. Thanks for listening.